What's going on, y'all? Oh, yeah. It is a new special episode of Bantering the MF and Blue Shirts. Um, <laughs> you hear that, like, crunching in the background? Is that audible to anybody out there? Is that Stanley doing work? It is Stanley chewing on a bone, so if you can hear it, let me know, and I will remove the bone from him. Um, no, let Stanley Oh, have don't do that. It's Thanksgiving. Let him have his I bone. I can hear it. Nobody mind. It's insane. Um, yes, this is a special episode. I apologize for not being uh, available. Last weekend, we had a fun little baby um, emergency that wasn't an emergency, and since I have you all and we're discussing babies, uh, there's not going to be a show next week because I'm going to be a parent at some point next week. So maybe we'll try to do something for you on Monday or something actually. Um, But we'll talk about that. Uh, The Rangers play today. This is interesting. We've never done this kind of um, pregame show before. We have a special guest who may be joining us at some point later in the show, but um God, there is a lot to talk about because there was no show last week. So, um, you know, just, again, an apology for things being a little uh, chaotic for this week and and next week. But we're going to try to figure it out. Um, Yeah, you could just blame me or or blame Mike because most things are are Mike's fault. Hey! Um, The Ragnars, guys. (laughs) Oh, actually, let's do this first. Uh, This show is sponsored by Harry's. Uh, if we get 10 people to sign up for the Harry's Razors on harrys.com slash blue shirt panther, I will eat a cap full of the delicious, I'm assuming, Harry's shaving gel. Um, oh, it yeah. It smells That's right. really, really good. Like, it smells amazing. I, I, when I used it last weekend, I felt like I smelled like a man. Um, and that doesn't normally happen with me. But uh, What do it, you usually smell imagine, like? Uh, not like a boy, maybe. Um yeah. Well, well, I took the dog out, and the wind outside, and the wind was blowing my hair. It was tussling my hair, and I was getting some whiffs of the, the aftershave smell. It was amazing. Um, I, they gave me a razor, and I used it, and my face feels like a four-year-old child. It is that smooth. Um, you get a nice little razor. Scared of you. You, get, you get a whole little kit if you sign up. So they're going to give you a, tree, a free trial. Harrys.com slash Blue Shirt Banter. You just pay for shipping. That's it. You do that, and it's better than going to Stop and Shop and paying like $18 for three razors that you're just going to throw out after you use them. It's ridiculous. So um, go to harrys.com slash blue shirt panther. You'll get a weighted razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. You get the uh, shave gel that I will be eating and a uh, travel blade cover in the event that you travel, which I know you do. So, um, And if you're looking for a razor to shave your head, just let them know that because this is not uh, – these razors are for facial action, not head. Not, well, I guess your face is part of your head sort of, but whatever. So harrys.com slash blue shirt banter. If 10 people sign up, I will eat a, a cap full of shaving gel, and it will go on our Patreon only uh, – our Patreon only section, which we'll talk about later. Anyway, um, Oh, boy. Uh, the Rangers snapped their winning streak, or they, I guess they had their winning streak snapped, and then they we won a game a the, last, yeah, the last time that we spoke. It is a little interesting to do the show before a game because it does sort of leave that, um, you know, there's a variable. We don't really know what's going to go down. But, um, Mike, give me your thoughts on the past two weeks since the last time we podcasted. 
Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting because it was the winning streak could last. We all knew that. That was just a given. Um, and then the Rangers, you know, we the Rangers got shut out for the first time this season by the Blue Jackets. That wasn't good. Um, and, you know, it's been Chicago, you know, put up six goals, and that wasn't good. But then, hey, the Rangers had a shutout against the Senators. That's good. And then, oh, no, Ryan McDonough's hurt. That's not good. So that's my summary. It was an amazing <laughs> summary. I mean, Beth would give really that summary good. probably like an A or an A-. minus. Beth, what is your summary? Probably better than Mike's. My hey, summary is, let's see, we have our good things and we have our nonsense. And uh, <laughs> while the winning streak was going the good things were starting to outweigh the nonsense but now i think we're a little bit back in nonsense land but we'll see we'll see what happens um, i think that's pretty fair that yeah. is fair it's like a roll it's like a sick and demented roller coaster ride um so i'm gonna say i'm gonna do a little bit of a, a back and forth i thought the game the rangers played against ottawa which was the <laughs> very last game that they've played as of this speaking if you are not Three listening to the show live and you're, you're listening on archive, then the Rangers would have already played tonight. I should probably know who they're playing, and I don't because... Carolina. They why would Carolina. I know that information? Carolina. Oh, we don't have a game thread. I'll set that up right now. Um, so the game against Ottawa was the best the Rangers have looked to this point, I thought. I thought that was one of their better games all year. They played a really good game defensively. They only gave up 20 shots. There was a uh, ridiculous five-minute major against Smith where they only gave up one shot on the entire five-minute major. And the offense... Do you think the call was ridiculous? I do. Um, all right, you mm. put me on a sidetrack, but I'll. here's what I'll say about that. It is a penalty. It could be a penalty. I don't think it was malicious. Um when those that hit happens probably five or six times a game and it just never results in that happening. Um, it is dangerous for sure because you're both moving towards the boards, but I don't even remember Borowski. Bar- What's the guy's name on Ottawa? The guy yeah, who got hurt? Yeah, the guy got hurt. Baricky or whatever. He was actually off balance because he was swinging his stick at Smith as they were jockeying for the puck. And when Smith hit him, he was just off balance. So like, listen, I totally, I understand that in the moment, the guy's unconscious on the ice, that's a five minute major in a game misconduct. Um, I was very happy to see the NHL be smart and not do anything about it because there's nothing to do. It is interference. It probably should have been just a two minute minor, but um, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they threw the book at Radko Gudis recently, 10 games yeah. for, Trying well, to chop like decapitation off, uh, style swung is I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that, that was an actual penalty. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, the flyers are all right. I, I really did think that was one of the Rangers' better games all year. And it, it was coming off a game against Columbus where, you know, something that I'd maintained through the entire winning streak was the Rangers, like whenever all the AV defenders come up and they're like, oh, you wanted AV fired and blah, blah, blah. What do you think now? I don't think the Rangers really did anything different on this winning streak than they'd been doing when they were losing hockey games. Um, the power play, as Mike alluded to on the last podcast, has been used as a, as a fail safe, essentially. Um, 
the offense is too talented not to get going. And I'm going to pat myself on the back talking about Hayes <laughs> getting going and Nash getting going and whatnot. Um, and really, w- at what point it, they were going to come together eventually. Mike is right when he says the winning streak was going to snap eventually. So was the losing streak. It's not. It's not like something like that lasts forever. So the real question becomes, I don't think it's not even a question. I just don't think the Rangers made all that many adjustments between winning and losing. I, I think they're playing better hockey now. Um, I do think Vigneault is doing smarter things with the forward group. The defense is still an absolute tire fire at times. And as much as he gets the right players in there, I think Holden has played more than Shattenkirk the past few games. So we still have those issues to deal with, but uh, overall, I think the Rangers look a little bit better, but they're not, it's not because they're doing anything differently. It's just not, I don't think they look all that much different than they did in the beginning of the year, outside of the fact that they're getting bounces and winning games. Um, any thoughts on that, Michael? That's, I think that's fair. It's, <clears throat> it's definitely, I think the problems, uh, the point that Beth brought up before I thought was kind of right on the money is that we're kind of back to the nonsense. Um, and it is, you know, it's, it's weird that, you know, Paul Carey's in the lineup, um, you know, yeah, with the McDonough injury. Yeah. I, that's, and, you know, I will say this, like, David DeArnay hasn't been brilliant, but, you know. He hasn't been bad Carey enough to sit, to sit for a quadruple-A player. I mean, yeah, Paul Carey just, is uh, Paul Carey. It's the same thing about Camper. Camper is Camper. These are yeah, older guys who have never been able to crack it in the NHL for a reason. I mean, yeah, this exactly. isn't difficult. Sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to hijack and then interrupt no, your no. point. But no, but you're you were saying what I was going to say. Yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you were saying what I was going to say, but it happy also, you know, it lines up. Ha- oh, happy Thanksgiving. Very sweet of you. Sweet boy. Soon to be a father with your smooth face and you're eating the shaving cream. Um, I hope I'm eating the shaving Fast, cream. I'll tell you that. Jesper Fast on the second line is, uh, that's a thing. Um, it's always a thing. It's definitely a thing, but it is, it has been really interesting watching, um, Particularly to me, something I can't not pay attention to right now is, and for this game coming up in Carolina tonight, uh, you know, the the game before our show, or the game after our show, I mean, um, Brendan Smith, I feel like Brendan Smith needs a good game, like a man stranded in the desert needs to find a well. Like, I I agree with Joe well that with I don't think that was, yeah, a well with water, preferably, yeah, you, or, you yeah, know. Preferably. Or like a well with uh, if you can't find water in a desert, what what do you hope to find? Shade, shade oasis, oasis perhaps. Well, oasis is water, right? I feel like an yeah. oasis is just it could be just shade. Yeah, yeah but maybe. you know what, oasis you get to, you get to eat maybe. No, because your camels drink there. Oh, that's fair. I would camels hope to find well, we water. The, we went off the rails pretty early tonight. We did. I think we knew that was going to happen. We've though. never had a camel on the show. I don't think. Oh, that is, you know, and I feel bad because Mike was making an actual point, but Beth, I think, I think you're right. Mike, can you remember a camel being mentioned? No, the camels are crazy. They just, they store it in their humps and they're just like, they attack people. I've seen a, a video of a camel, like it bites a man and it lifts him up. with just Oh yeah. The- by the head. Yeah. Ah, 
That's a sad video, though, because they're trying to kill that camel. I'm just saying camels are better than horses. Um, In terms of... Well, I mean... Unless you're trying to get somewhere... Maybe they have more personality. No. My parents live next to a a horse farm. A horse farm. I don't know what you would even call it. Yeah, whatever. It's a farm farm for horses. A ranch. um, The West, it would be a ranch, but it's not... but it's not the West. Oh, whatever. A ranch is fine. What about um, a stable? Uh, yeah, stable is probably the correct word. Anyway, they have like these enormous um, sure. plots of, of fenced-in land for the horses to like run free. And one okay. of the plots of land comes on the adjacent corner of my parents' property. So occasionally we'll go out there with peppermints and feed the horses the peppermints. And they come over because they know they get the peppermints. And they are beautiful creatures. They let you pet their snout. They sniff around. They're very gentle. It's, 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 uh, I'm a big horse. Yeah, they're just fabulously good looking. You know, I've, if you try to attempt to ride one, they will uh, kill you. But outside of that, I think it's, it's good to go. That sounds like a dangerous ranch. Well, uh, we've never, I've never tried to ride one, I guess. <clears throat> I could I could foresee it being an issue though. Yeah. If you had to have a horse, horse or a camel, what what would you have? Well, I mean, where are we? Am I living in my house here? Sure. Like, so I'm in the Northeast. You know what? Apocalypse. Horse or camel? Mm. Oh, camel. Yeah, probably. I think it's the camel. easily the camel because you got to get yeah. horsey shoes for the horse. Well, not even that, but the camel, you know, the camel can survive really without any type of, of water for the most part. So you could go really long distances with the camel surviving and you can hoard the water. Yeah. So anyway, Brendan Smith, um, you know, (laughs) I think Brendan Smith really needs to have a good game and that's, that's really to to some extent on him, but it, it's also this McDonough injury kind of creates an opportunity for him to step up, and the Hurricanes are a good team uh, for him to kind of prove himself against because they don't really have much of an offense. So um, I really I think that Vigneault needs to keep this Shea Shattenkirk thing going. Um, God help us with the third pair. Well, McDonough is out, but that's kind of what we expect. So, camels. Smith is in a, a really crappy situation, though, because he is, he, yeah. it's, it is impossible for a player to sit out for X amount of games. And in this case, it was really like two and a half weeks. And then turn around and say, okay, we, not only do we expect you to play, but we expect you to play really well. And the expectation seems to be that he was going to just come in and it was going to be like nothing ever happened. And obviously we're aware that that's not the case. And Smith has been, I don't think he's been a total disaster. Even at his worst, he's a better option than Stephen Camper is. But um, it's just hard, really hard for a player to, this was the same thing with McElrath last year. You can't sit a guy for three weeks and then turn around and say, all right, I just snapped my fingers. You probably couldn't hear. But, Expect him to wow um, you. Yeah. All right, here you go. Get in. And then, oh, I expect you to be fantastic. Um, and 
I'm sorry. The Rangers, um, Amanda, who was like their sideline reporter, just posted a, a video of Sam Rosen reading notes on the game and riding a bike because he's warming up before the broadcast. So that was intense. I was not prepared for that. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's That's just adorable. You can't, you can't expect them just to come in and light the world on fire. It, it, the, I get that these guys are professionals. I've seen the argument like, oh, these guys are, you know, they do this all over the summer. They, they don't play and they're expected just, but you also get preseason games. And if you, you suck the first few games, everybody goes, oh, this is the first game back. It is a viable excuse. And unfortunately, Smith is being put under this microscope because for whatever reason, this coaching staff seems to believe that Stephen Camper is a player who should be seeing a, a consistent role on this team. And I have no, there are no words for that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And obviously Camper is the first guy up today because McDonough's out, but this kind of frustrates me too. Um, Hartford's not that far away. So if there was even a threat for the McDonough to not be playing, and there has been for the past few days because I don't think he practiced, uh, he had a quote-unquote maintenance day yesterday, then why isn't Pionk or D'Angelo on the bus up? Um, and probably Pionk because D'Angelo has had a, yeah. uh, I, I, I think, a horrific two or three weeks in Hartford. Um, he was a yeah. healthy scratch the other night. He ended up getting into... A uh, Twitter war with some Ranger fans, including Dan, yeah, not, who is a uh, friend of the website, ironically enough. I just, I just don't think it's smart what uh, you know, what Angelo's been it, doing. But, uh, but regardless, oh the, those options need to be – those options should be – like, what are you getting out of Camphor, I guess? Even if Pionk only gives you a night, it's still a night in the NHL that, that is experienced. And maybe he surprises you. Um, just one night, Joe. Just one night. So <laughs> I, I just, I don't get it. I, I understand if like McDonough choked on a pretzel or something, God forbid, and they were like, okay, he can't go tonight. Um, and it, that happened at 519. All right, fine. Camper goes in and, and it is what it is. But that hasn't been the case. And I, I just, I, sometimes I don't understand this team's priorities. They yeah, intentionally did not send played. Camper down because they didn't want him to get taken in waivers. Who who cares? Yeah, Camper's played seven of the last nine games. Uh, the Rangers' win streak started on October 31st, and Camper's been in the lineup for seven of those games. Um, but for how many goals? Be... Four. Um, one. Isn't it, isn't one more than you were on. One or none, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was, one he, or none. His it's, first um, was against Ottawa, or not against Ottawa. It was what game, the last game he played, he got the very first goal for. That was Ottawa, yeah. He played he against Ottawa. He was game. just there for it. <laughs> he didn't play yeah, against Ottawa. Yeah, I don't think he was, he was in. actually no, on the didn't. ice. I don't think he did. Yeah, no, he didn't Ottawa. score. What, okay, now he we're talking about three different things. He participated. Yeah, uh, Camper was not in the lineup against Ottawa. No, but what? Who? Who did they play before Columbus? Blackhawks. They played Chicago. They played Chicago. Did he play against Chicago? I think he did. I'm sure I'll he did. I'll let you know in one second. And yes, he was he did. on, he like that said, he didn't score or even play a role in the game or the goal. But that was the first goal that Camper has been on the ice for. Hey, you know what? He had one shot and three giveaways in that game, buddy. 
There you go. Was the shot on their net? He also had 26 oh. seconds of power play time, which is just... Uh, See, just, like, uh, things like that, I, I want to... I just... It makes me so... <laughs> I, don't, I can't even finish sentences. Nick Holden, like zero three, seconds. Three or five... Three to ten seconds, mm. I give you... Like, okay, that line is going on the ice. You, The puck is in our own zone. Obviously, the power play is over. 20 seconds is a lot. 20 seconds is a lot. 30 seconds yeah. is a lot. And that's what he had. He had 26 30. Yeah, that's the whole. And, and Ryan McDonough should not be on the power play anymore. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, as much as I think D'Angelo desperately needs whatever is going to come his way in Hartford, hopefully, um, or wh- whatever the Rangers PR department has thrown his way, um, or Pionk, anybody but Shea, anybody but McDonough. McDonough, he plays too much at even strength and, and the penalty kill to be relied on for the power play. I mean, if you're not going to play Shattenkirk all that much at even strength, which seems to be what's happening, play him all two minutes on the power play. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I'm cursing a lot today. I don't know why. Um, but not, Mc, not McDonough. Put SNL star Brady Shea on there. <laughs> Brady Skajay. Skajay, nope. Put him on there. I mean, let's. I don't well, think is McDonough. This, is, I think what's w- happening with, is what's happening with uh, Pionk and, and give or take D'Angelo? Um, I could take him or leave him, right? I mean, remember how long McElrath and Shea stayed in storage when we could have used them? What was it, two years yeah. ago? Storage. What a great, and then what a great turnout. Had... Um, Beth, Beth, you're cutting out. I don't know what you're saying. There you go. Man, the dog's going crazy. Beth, what, what were you know? saying, Beth? You, you cut out. I was saying that I'm wondering if we're seeing the same situation D-wise that we did when uh, A.B. would not bring McElrath and Shea up until the Rangers were already behind in the first round of the playoffs to the Pens. Um, And how nice it would have been if they'd had some experience before that and could have made probably more of a difference. um, Yeah, I mean, and and that was... That was my big argument against McElrath back when there was a thought process that he might be someone the Rangers were trying to, um, I don't know, develop since he was a first round pick. And, and that was that you're lose, you basically you lost a year of development by like sitting him in the press box and sort of doing this up and down nonsense game. So the question becomes if you're going to eventually use Pionk or D'Angelo. It's not like, again, Camphor, why is he here in any normal capacity? No, there's no. He doesn't, not that he's a fine stopgap. Camphor is a fine, like, ninth defenseman. Oh, if you have to use him, go ahead and use him. Um, but, like, you don't need him. You don't need Camphor. Camphor doesn't, Camphor is and always will be Camphor. So what are you getting out of him? Pionk or D'Angelo, even on like a one-off. And, and listen, if you're, if you're the Rangers and you made the decision, you, you know what, D'Angelo needs to 
grow up a little bit, and I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world, um, then go with Pionk, who's playing really well in Hartford. At least they get something out of that game. Camphor gets nothing. He doesn't give anything either. I don't care if he plays great. He's not going to suddenly turn into an amazing or like a super valuable defenseman. That's not the way that these things work. So um, they don't just metamorph like go-go power, <laughs> go-go gadget, good defenseman or something strange like that. So, um, wow, we went really off topic. There were tons of things that I wanted to talk about. And we talked about camels, which was not on the list. All right, I have a question <laughs> from a about patron. Um, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I think it's a good question. Well, okay. it does, though, really. Yes, go ahead. Our good friend Arch Williams wants to know if Heedle's play in Hartford and the expected play that you would get out of him when he does come up to the NHL, if that changes the thought process on a potential Kevin Hayes contract. And I did want to talk about Hayes' sort of resurgence, so I am curious what you guys think about that because I have, I have an answer on that. Mm, Mike, that's a good, you go that's a good question. I think it is a good yeah. I, Now, I would say it's a good question regardless because he's a patron, um, but I do genuinely believe that that is a good <laughs> question. You genuinely mean it, yeah. yeah this, um, I genuinely yeah, I, mean it this time. It's, I think it's important to point out that Heedle is, through nine games, is a 1.22 point-per-game player in the AHL. And we mentioned he's how so D'Angelo yeah, we mentioned before how D'Angelo is kind of stinking it up. In seven games, D'Angelo has two assists. And, and for an offensive defenseman, it's not good, folks. Um, meanwhile, Heedle, very good, many good. And even more importantly, <laughs> All the I think, is, yeah, is the fact that he's doing a lot of it at even strength. Only one of his five goals is a power play goal. I mean, all of that and it's is all primary great. points. Yeah, it's just, it's a sign that he's, Anytime a guy who's he's, remember he's barely eighteen. Well, he's only a little less barely eighteen now, but he's, like he's, he's too, by a month. Yeah. yeah, he's too good for the AHL, and that's the point. Um, and he's a center, and that's what the Rangers view him as. And I think that it's pretty clear that if Vino is going to be around, and that's you know despite the hot seat talk and all that, I think the realistic outlook is that he will be around. Um, he's clearly invested in Kevin Hayes, the two way center slash Kevin Hayes, the defensive center. Um, despite what we've seen from Hayes earlier in his career with all the primary assists, uh, you know, all that offensive acumen he has, it's now come down to like what he can do to help kind of replace all the little things that, Derek Stepan did. And frankly, to just be a center to complement Mika Zibanejad being an offensive force of nature. Um, I think the Rangers want very badly to invest in Hayes. And I think the fact that Heedle is, you know, kind of, you know, already too good for the AHL will influence this. But it's, it's a big deal. We haven't talked much about it. We haven't heard much about, you know, contract talks with, uh, with Hayes or Miller for that matter. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about what happens with Ryan McDonough because he's, you know, a UFA in two years, but these two contracts, particularly Hayes, I think 
it's a big deal. It's, you know, can the Rangers find a way to keep the guys who are helping the team around? And, you know, you can argue that Hayes, it, it feels like Vigneault keeps, you know, whacking at him, trying to get the uh, the square peg through the, the round hole to make him into this two-way defensive center. And every every now and then there are little signs that he's kind of getting it. But I still don't think that's the best role for him. But, you know, the other day I was just looking at, and, you know, MSG kind of infamously doesn't do tracking very well. But, uh, you know, two days ago at during five-on-five hockey, Kevin Hayes had his, had had as many takeaways as Connor McDavid. It's a it's a really kooky stat, but you know, tied for ninth in the league, Kevin Hayes. Who would have thought? Um, kooky, kooky. And you know, obviously, there's a lot more mm-hmm. to being a defensive center than takeaways, but uh, it's it's definitely a sign that something is starting to work for him. I don't know, Beth. Do you want? Do you see Hayes as like? this guy who can't really be replaced, he's someone the team has to invest in, or does the guy like uh, Heedle being in the wings make it less, make him less of a priority, I guess. It's, I hard, to, it's, I, it's hard to even phrase it, cause, but it is a big deal. But, I mean, does it have to be one or the other? I, I don't mean, think it I does. I love watching Hayes, and I wish, yeah, I that's, wish, honestly, I wish he was smaller, because I wish we could focus on his hands and not try to turn him into Rick Nash or something like that. You know, he lost like 20 that. pounds and... two years ago, Beth. Gluten <laughs> free. He has a brother, how much, too. How much do you want him to lose? <laughs> well, I want him to get shorter, frankly, and I don't quite know how that happens, so that he doesn't look like he's supposed to be the kind of beast that, that clearly I think A.V. wants him to be. I want him to be the guy who does the mesmerizing spinorama thing that I watched the other night. Was That that was against yeah. the Spinners, right? That's the guy I want, and I, I guess we, is it that we don't think of guys who are that big playing that way? Because Hayes has always been about his hands, and it's true. watching that, and he's happiest when he's playing like that. Um, so I, I love watching Hayes when Hayes is allowed to play Hayes' game, um, and I feel like we're starting to see that again the last few games. Um, but yeah, can someone just somewhat, you guys know that, uh, numbers aren't my strong suit. It does it have to be an either or. No, that's, I think that's a great point, Beth. I really, that, and I know that, you know, Arch, you know, his question kind of posed in that way, but I don't think those two things have to really directly influence each other. But I, the, my short answer is I would, it's definitely going to be a factor in terms of you know, how much money and how much of a priority the organization will view keeping Hayes happy and keeping him around will be. Um, Cause he is an RFA. That's, you know, that's the, mm-hmm. the, he'll be here next year, but the question is what will his contract look like? And that's, this is kind of what happens when the, you know, the Rangers do this kind of bridge deal and uh, you know, kind of uh, you know, Fools. jerking the players around before, you know, and sometimes we see these, you know, I think it's an example I always bring up, but I should stop always bringing it up. But like the <laughs> Olimata uh, contract that the Penguins did, they thought he was that guy who you sign him now for a little over $4 million a year and he's going to be great and it'll really work out. And uh, it didn't really work out. 
didn't. And so that yeah. contract looks looks rough, but there's so many more examples of the Roman Yossi contracts, you know, all these contracts where if you bite the bullet a little early, you get to have a player. The Rangers did it with McDonough. You get to have a player for so much less than market value. And what's going to happen now is they're going to have to pay market value for Hayes and Miller, and it's not going to be easy. It's going to make it almost impossible. You would think to keep like Nash and, yeah, the, maybe the luxury I don't, of yeah the luxury of returning know. Rick Nash on a hometown discount is almost ruled out because the more likely <laughs> answer is you know we can sign you can sign Hayes you can sign Miller and keep them both around which you you need to do um, despite what Miller's possession numbers say he's still producing very well um, he's definitely the sort of player that Vino likes the organization likes. Um, granted, we said that about Stepan, but, you know, here we go. And now you have this issue of, you know, you got to keep those guys around. Nash is $7.8 million coming off the books. And next season you have to figure out how you keep your captain in New York or if you find a way to move on from him. And that's Ooh. all of these things are why this season was such a crucible for this team and Elaine Vigneault. It's not just Lundqvist's age. There's a lot of factors here. And, yeah, it's it's tough. The Rangers, you know, this, this frankly, this is what happens when you don't, you don't give the, those young guys who you recognize as good those longer contracts. And in retrospect, like, uh, it wasn't the same with Zabinijad because the Rangers traded for him, but, the Zabinijad cap hit, in my opinion, is going to look – it already looks great, and it could look even yeah. better. But uh, it's not that easy. I, I don't – I agree with Beth that you don't have to be draconian like Mike and choose one or the other. Um, I was answering a patron's question. You were. <laughs> um, I mean, here's the thing. Hedl – his play, I definitely think, changes the dynamic of, of the Rangers' center, like up and down the lineup. Zibanejad's here for the long term. You would think Hayes is here for the long term, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Heedle, and then maybe Bunieves or whoever. Bunieves. Uh, the the question that comes <laughs> to my mind is, I, I'm actually a little surprised. I was going to say... I was giving Vigneault credit that I think Hayes kind of is turning into that really good two-way center. I may be crazy, but I think he's been one of the Rangers' best penalty killers. And um, mad prop, mad props, yo, to Vigneault in that case, because he's the only one who (laughs) saw that being a possibility. I can tell you that right now. Oh, man, I accidentally hit the mute button. Um, I think that Hayes is really, really important to this team because you don't get that many primary point generators, and Hayes is a primary point machine when he's put in that role. Um, I think the goal against Ottawa is just like there, there are these little moments of surprise with Hayes, and I think he impacts the game in a lot of ways outside of just putting up goals and assists. Now, Heedle is somebody who should be in the NHL right now, but at this point, keep him as far away from Vigneault as you can. And he's dominating in the AHL. So I think it impacts Hayes' contract. Not really. 
but I do think the Rangers are going to have to make a decision between Hayes and Miller, at least on some level. If not, which one are we keeping? To which one are we lowballing? Because they really can't afford to keep both. Um, mm. My ideal situation, I, I think Stahl is playing his way into being tradable again. And I think we're sort of at his peak. Uh, the past few weeks have sort of seen him make this slow, almost like a, a bird crashing um, downturn. But... <laughs> Um, Is that a thing? Very Thanksgiving appropriate, I guess. Yes, very Thanksgiving appropriate. Um, Oh, very WKRP, yes. If you can get (laughs) him out, I think you're saving, again, you're saving money that you can allocate to those types of players. And um, if Pionk is the guy that you're going to go with, or D'Angelo, but at this point, again, it's really looking like Pionk, then at the very least, you you have another cost-controlled asset because Shea is going to have to get paid at some point. Uh, personally, I'm on Trade McDonough. I'm Team Trade McDonough, not because I don't love him, not because he's not good, but because I feel like I, I'm going to want to avoid that contract down the line. Um, and, yeah, I, so I don't think Heedle directly impacts Hayes, but I do think it might make Hayes the one that they're – maybe low-balling, because they do have that center in the wings that can probably duplicate that offense. Um, mm. Just my thought. I it's mean, a, it's I a big question. don't know. It is a great question. Our patrons are very smart. Yeah. They are smart, smart, smart people. God, smart God and handsome damn, and beautiful. Handsome, beautiful, and just... They're hot. They are hot. <laughs> H-A-W-T, hot. Joe's um, all hormoned up because he's having a baby. I am. That's right. Yeah. I'm eating for two, living for two, paying for three. It's just wonderful. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Banter, y'all. I need the money. That's going to be my new thing. Um, all right. So. <laughs> baby needs uh, shoes. Baby does need shoes. Oh, right on time. Our special guest. He's a little late, but my friend Ryan, how are you doing? Can you hear me right now? I can hear you right now. That's yeah. why I was speaking to you. Wow. Phenomenal. I am uh, calling from my car phone, pulled over on the side of the road. I'm here to defend a pie. Is this the place? It is the place. Yeah. Oh, Not God. really the time yet, defend but it is the place. We were, uh, we were going to pie. introduce you for some Rangers uh, talk. So Ryan is, a, uh, in my mind, the only human co-host of uh, Blue Shirts Breakaway, which is another rival podcast that you should not listen to. Um, they Thank had me on a few job, weeks then. ago. Um, they do their show on on record. So this is Ryan and I actually at one point discussed some of the audio quality for this show, but they're able to do that because they are on archive. We are we are live. So you are live on the air, my friend. Um, we were actually just we just finished talking about Hayes. We kind of talked about the defense. Yeah, we were going to. Uh, I was going to kind of ask Mike to dictate the next we were going to you know what we were going to talk about mike so um news came out this morning that the rangers oh, were zarapov. really dangerously close to signing zarapov um who was the like 36 year old russian superstar from the khl who was suspended for like performance enhancing drugs there was all that fun stuff <clears throat> excuse me um it so here's what I can gather. From what I could gather, 
the Rangers literally like Gordon and Sather were and Drury were negotiating with him and were finalizing a contract in late July. And then Vigneault stepped in and shut the whole thing down in early August. Um, so, Mike, what, what were your thoughts on that whole debacle? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And I, I think I specifically asked um, Igor Arenko, who's the, who, who kind of, you know, reported on it first, kind of broke the story on Twitter um, about the timeline, because that is what is so relevant here. Um, particularly because there was some, there is a, a fair amount of criti- criticism with Gorton about, you know, the step on trade, uh, bring in Dayarnay, and then it was everyone waiting for, okay, and what else? You know, what's that other forward going to be? Who's that other center going to be? And this kind of fits in that timeline of, you know, this was happening when the Rangers were, you know, looking for, you know, another body really frankly for that middle six forward group. And um, that really, it it definitely fits, you know, what we thought was likely happening was that things were in development and they didn't fall through. And the fact that Vigneault kind of threw his weight around, uh, you know, we've speculated plenty about, you know, how much say he has and, you know, what the roster looks like, not just the lineup and, you know, we've talked about, you know, he's he's had, you know, guys like Maxim Lapierre get PTOs and, you know, guys who, you know, he has connections to and all that. And, you know, with Lindy Ruff behind the bench and, you know, there's plenty there to to suggest that Vigneault kind of gets things the way he'd like to have them, you know, for lack of a better way to put it. But it's really interesting that the Rangers came this close to Zarapov and really it seems like the the crux of, you know, him not signing here was just his skating, you know, Zarapov, I think it's quote, coach Elaine Vigneault felt that my speed did not allow me to fit in and adapt quickly end quote. And we know the Rangers are a quick team and we know that Vigneault is obviously attached to his system in the way that the team is built. So yeah, I mean, it all fits. It's definitely interesting. So we've had a debate, and actually, Ryan, we talked about this on your show, didn't we? Um, uh, which was basically how we only really trade for players with problems, not sign them. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, that we were debating like the Vigneault hierarchy and where he stood in the the land of. These were back in the days when we thought Vigneault was going to get fired. It was a simpler time. Um, Right. And I had made that joke the argument... right over your head, friend. Uh, what I meant was <laughs> there is <laughs> we traded for Tony D'Angelo, who obviously had some problems. Uh, with AV, we talked on our podcast that we really don't know where he stands. We don't know where the power lies. Is he pulling the strings? Is he doing the lineups? Is Sather giving him, or not Sather, uh, Gordon giving him the power? Is he taking those powers away? Like we said, this kind of gives us a bigger view into seeing what Vigneault's really up to, and it seems like he's pulling all the strings. But instead of yeah. instead of clarifying, it makes it even more confusing because the, the response that was given to Mike and then the subsequent questions that happened from this insinuated that the Rangers negotiated with him, despite A.V. saying he did not want him, to like the death. And then mm-hmm. it, it, it all fell apart and died. And I don't know... 
I, listen, I think you want to live in a world, somebody brought this up uh, to my comment. They said, don't you want a place where the, shouldn't the coach and the general manager be on the same page with this stuff? And the answer to that is a resounding yes. But this, I think, is the first time that we've seen that because D'Angelo not playing. Yandel didn't play the way that he was supposed to be playing. Shattenkirk uh, is not being used the way that we would like to see him be used. Um, so it, it, is, it is interesting to get this sort of inside peek at the way that this went down. I, I, and not for nothing, I sort of agree with Vigneault here in that if that's the too. way that you, that you want to play this game, okay, if you're going to go all speed and that's the way that you're going to look at it, then so be it. Speed. And, and I, I've, as I've said a million times, I'm not looking to necessarily agree with Vigneault. I am looking to see his line of logic because I, as much as I agree with him that he's not the best skater. And if you're going to play fast, that might not work. I think the benefit of having someone like him to help the power play, someone like help him to help add some offense. And then the extra Russian comfort for Buchnevich outweighs the lack of speed. <laughs> Hey, listen, they Sorry. could speak Russian no, together. They could do, like do, a, you weigh Russian, you weigh Russian like comfort really highly, huh? I, I do. I do. Because right now it's just Russian Kreider. And there's conflicting reports of whether or not Kreider is fluent in Russian or he speaks like three words. So, or if he's teaching Butch to I, speak I, English right. He's probably he, messing well, with well, him. God knows what he's teaching him. I don't think you're stalking Bushnevich enough. His Russian girlfriend does a really great job. Also, Bushnevich's mom may, still makes his bed. Just letting you know, this is all true. I have insider sources. Huh. Well, I wish my mother made my. He's fine. He's got Russian comfort, is my point. But as much as he may have Russian comfort here, and I actually, I will say that, like, seeing him go to the Knicks game was, that was something that I was really happy to see because I think there have been. I don't think we would have seen that last year, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I have no proof for that comment, but I, like him, Zuccarello, Lundquist, who, who was the other Ranger there? Was it McDonough? Like that, that, yeah, McDonough. Zuccarello. It was, yeah. it was Zuccarello, Lundquist, yeah. him. And McDonough. And McDonough. And that's, the power, that's the friggin' power trio right there. And he's with them. He's good. So, uh, Fun I, story. That was also six season ticket holder night, and none of them went. So congratulations, season ticket holders. Really? That's also interesting. But the Knicks are actually kind of good this year, aren't they? Uh, theoretically, yeah. They have this this player named Porzingis. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's pretty uh, small time right now, but I think he's going to blow up. Yeah, that's a, good, <laughs> that's a good place to bet. That's like getting in on, on Apple in like 2015. Um, yeah, I, I don't – I think it's good to see him there. I would have liked to see him – I would have liked to see the Rangers take a risk because what's the worst thing that happens? You can't screw it up any more than Vegas screwed up. Um, Shipshevov? What? Is, how do you pronounce that name, Mike? Shipachev. 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 You can't screw it up any more than Vegas. Pronunciation. Can't, you can't screw it up. No, it's impossible. Um, and yeah, I, I just I don't know if uh, again I I could see his logic and I will accept it for what it is. Um, you know, sitting Buchnevich for glass, I can't, if I can't see the logic, that's when I'm going to complain about something. Um, but I, no. I want to interject something really quickly. By all I don't means. have any issue. I don't have any issue with Vigneault kind of, you know, throwing his weight around and saying, you know what? I don't want Zarapov. What I do have an issue with, and it's been an ongoing issue 
um, is the Rangers saying, all right, this plan A and plan B didn't work. And so do we have a plan C? I guess our plan C is Boo Nieves and Paul Carey. And I think that is not a very good way to handle that situation. Um, and it's, you know, one of those I think Boo Nieves like is... No, mm. and that's what I was just going to say. Like, Nieves is a perfectly adequate fourth-line player in the NHL right now. But the problem is teams very rarely have the luxury of having all 12 of their forwards healthy um, for long stretches of the season. And, you know, when the Rangers have an injury at forward right now, it's, you know, who's the first guy to go into the rotation? Is it Paul Carey now? Is it, you know... It's because it seems unlikely that we'll see, you know, Lettieri or uh, or Heedle get called up for, you know, to get another chance because it's just they kind of had their crack and they, they didn't get it. But I I would have really liked to see the Rangers do something substantial outside of Dayarnay because the fact that, you know, and like you said earlier, Joe, you know, I, I know uh, – you know, Ryan wasn't here for that, but the fact that Dayarnay was scratched is just kind of, you know, it's it's a little eyebrow raising. It's, you know, what what exactly does Vino think the best twelve forwards are? Or I think it, it's come down to like it comes down to what he feels that night, and I'm not sure that's a good thing. Couldn't agree more with I don't know who, whose name is, uh, but that's really the case, I think. What did you say? Say that again. I'm sorry, I said I couldn't agree more with a guy who I don't know your name, but uh, he it seems like a night-to-night basis AV's really putting out the lineup on his feeling. Yeah, I probably should do introductions. So that's Mike. Mike, this is Ryan. The the woman is Beth. Um, they, Mike didn't know who nice you were either, which I was, I was surprised about, but because your co-host is a soulless animal, um, it doesn't totally shock yeah, me. I, I, listen, um, Jake, you know, he has a lot of problems in life. Uh, one of them is he has to deal with me a lot, so... And, really I, and that is what it is. He, he he deserves everything he gets. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, Carrie confuses me. The fact that he's even in the lineup because what Darnay at his worst still brings more to the table than Carrie does at his best. And I don't think Carrie's been bad at all. I just this is you're talking about he a is what he is. A, at he's an NHL for, for, yeah, right, for an actual exactly. genuine NHL player who can put up. 30 to 40 points a year. And to Mike's point, if this is really the road, so my biggest issue, and I think we're beginning to see that the step on trade was an unmitigated disaster from top to bottom. Um, yeah, if, it doesn't look good. If there, if there really was no plan B or if they thought they were going to get a center and they didn't, the timeline of, of saying no to Zarapov um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I love that because I think that the Rangers if you're going to move Miller to the center position and you put a guy that's that talented on the wing, you at least help make that better, right? That's a better situation than oh, we're just going to put fast in the top 6 and you know, we'll move Paul Carey around and we're going to scratch Dayarnay. At at least then you have options. So I'm not in love with what the Rangers have done to this point in the, in the like replacing Stepan realm. But I also think that if, if you're going to say no to somebody like that, like you said, Mike, have a plan. There needs to be some type of a plan because there is not a good look for the Stepan trade right now. D'Angelo is not even playing in Hartford. 
I mean, Anderson, for as, as good as he's been and as excited as you could get about him, is certainly not the high-end prospect that you would have can't expected help the team right now. to take right at, at seventh overall. And that you, you, you have no NHL assets. When the Rangers played the Coyotes, they, neither of their assets were on the ice. That is ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's, and yeah. you see what Duchesne brought back. Subtraction by subtraction. You see what Duchesne brought back, and it's, it's just astounding. Uh, and now, not necessarily to say that Stepan would have gotten the Duchesne return, although I don't think Duchesne is all that much better than Stepan is. And the circumstances are different. But, oh, boy, Gordon did not play that one well at all, especially when you consider no. he just threw Ronta in as just this sort of kicker for whatever reason. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Um. <laughs> I don't think there's any other real hockey stuff to go over. I, I think we need to get to the Thanksgiving part of the podcast, and really the entire reason why I'm Ryan. Right here, baby. Wait, Ryan. How's the traffic? Where are you? I'm on the side of a road, pulled over to call into this podcast. That's what I'm doing. I know, but, but what, what road? What road? We're not coming after you. Oh, oh, uh, I'm highway. directly on the LIE right now. Uh, if you come get okay. me, I'm right off of it. Exit 62, come <laughs> see me. Exit 62, you are up there. Blue, blue Honda Fit, it come is, get it right now. It's the worst traffic night of the of the year, isn't it? Did Did you see the photo from, from Los Angeles yesterday night? Yeah, that was I that did. Was I would just I'd get out of my car and walk. I don't. I, how do people live like that? I don't understand. It's just a miserable uh, experience. Anyway, so for those of you who don't know, Ryan's co-host is a demon named Greg, who doesn't like pie. Okay. To doesn't the point like pie. where so he here's what happened. Let me set this up, Joe. Let me say, let me just tell, let me tell the good people. Good. We were having a nice podcast. Our good Brian, good friend Brian Wotanik, nice plug for him on Twitter, uh, was joining us, and we were talking about Thanksgiving, the best holiday. Just that's clear, right? From there, uh, Brian Wotanik said Thanksgiving is the worst holiday. Greg and I threw a fit. We couldn't believe it. We're like Brian's no longer our friend. How could he even exist? Uh, we talked about all the best parts about Thanksgiving while well, Brian poo-pooed us. Then all of a sudden, the dessert <laughs> topic came up, and the twist. The, the turn came to me. All, both, both Brian and Greg turned to me and said, pie is bad. All pie is trash. None of it is good. And I will tell you, Joe, I almost had an aneurysm. It is uh, a mind-blowing. All pie, is, all pie is great. Pecan pie is great. Apple pie is great. Blueberry pie is great. I just don't trust Pumpkin either of their great. opinions Fruit whatsoever. Pie is great. Pie is great. Yes. Pie, every, pie is great. Every pie is great. Pie, pie doesn't segregate you its flavors. It's just amazing. Do you know what my three and a half, three point one four favorite day of the year is? It's Pie Day. That's my third favorite day of the year. So I'm ready to fight for pie. So when Greg, right. I told Greg that I was annoyed at his lack of liking pie, um, because right. that's like Al Qaeda doesn't like pie. That's that's the way that that works. You you have to like pie. It's wow. American. Right. Ten and, hand in hand. Yes. And he bought a pie from the store and sent me a photo of it on Twitter. <laughs> And I thought that yeah. he was going to eat the pie to try it. And then he took a video where oh, he God, took the perfectly good apple pie and he threw it in the garbage. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Okay, right? here? That's, that, a monster, that? a monster does something like that. So before yeah. I had you on, Ryan, I had to ensure that Mike and, and Beth were true allies in the pie war. 
And they okay. are. And you have, there's nothing so. better than like a, a blueberry crisp or an apple crisp. There's nothing better than that type of – just pie in general is amazing. And the reason why Wait, Thanksgiving let is me great ask you a is question, because Joe. pie. Do you remember your first pie? No. Uh, I don't care about It's getting weird. I, I have yeah. a first pie experience. I was in seventh grade. My math teacher brought in tiny apple pies for all of us on pie day. And I will never forget taking the first bite of an apple pie. And it is getting weird. Thank you so much. Uh, but it was a delicious <laughs> experience. And it changed my, changed my thinking on all of desserts. Now, later on in life, I added ice cream. Are you kidding me? Have my pie and eat it too? I can't, I can't stand for this. People who don't like pie aren't really humans. Uh, if you're out there right now and you want to come at me, talk about pie, I'll go at you. I pick my own apples to make my own pie every year. Ooh. And I take pictures of me doing it. And I have proof. Ooh, little bl- wow. I used to do that with blueberries when I was a kid. You know, you also made me, you also reminded me of, you know, those like pie pockets you could go buy at the store. Yeah. It's like the little apple pie and like the Pop-Tart, but it's not a Pop-Tart, it's a pie. Um, Mike, you're a big Thanksgiving supporter. What is your, what is the best food at Thanksgiving? Pie can be an answer or turkey, whatever you think is the best meal. Yeah, I'm a, uh, this is pretty awkward after, after Ryan's rant, but I'm completely indifferent oh, no. about pie. Um, You're completely different about pie, but you don't dislike yeah. pie. You haven't Wait. had the, you haven't met the right pie. Yo, I just, you I, just I, said everyone's on Team Pie on this podcast, and now I thought I thought I had allies. Apparently, but wait a minute, you say indifferent. What do you mean by indifferent? Switzerland, you know. Just, I don't care. Mean... I, let let people have their pie. I like cake more, uh, but I'm not like throwing pies. I knew garbage someone cake. liked cake more. I couldn't remember who it was. Pie is so much better than cake. Pie is better than cake. I, I cake, agree. Yeah. Let me say this. It, it's, it's way worse that Greg... It, it's way worse that Brian Wotanik hates Thanksgiving than that Greg hates pies. Hating Thanksgiving is a strictly worse take. It's, the wor- it's probably the worst take I've heard in 2017, and you guys have lived this year. Yeah, mm. it's... Uh, I, all right, so here's a pie question. Can I ask a pie question? Yeah. All right, if I want to – so the yearly bourbon pecan pie, do I line the crust with chocolate or do I drizzle chocolate over the top? Hmm. No, why can't you live your life and do both? That is a dumb debate. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. See, this is just like you were saying to <laughs> Mike why, with Hayes and Heidel. Why do you have to pick one or the other? Why you, you could do both. If you had to do one though, for both the flavor it's and the aesthetic value, it's now called the Hayes value, and Heidel pie. It, for the aesthetic the value, pie. I love it. You, you get you get yeah. more if you drizzle it on top, and you're still getting the flavor. So if you have to so pick I'll one, I get sort of the credit. Yeah, the, I disagree the, but if with you Joe. Do both. If you do both, because then, the yeah, pro pie. I might the crust is one of the best parts of a pie. And having the, the chocolate on it, it, it really is the extra. best part of the pie. I mean, it's... I it's pie, there's nothing... Beth, I am so... God, I am so into this. Mike, we have to have a conversation about you being indifferent on pie. But regardless, you don't dislike but, but pie. Also, I think yeah. that's, a, that's a big... <laughs> Ryan, you know, I, I get have a it. question for Ryan if he makes his own pie. Yeah. Okay, but like the throwdown pie question is butter or shortening. Do you make your own crust? So, so sometimes I'm lazy. I do work in the food industry sometimes, and I do buy pre-made uh, pie crusts because I know a lot of people who give them to me because I work in that industry, so I get pie crusts for freezies. 
now. Uh, I have made my own pie, and was it successful? Not really. Am I that talented at anything? No. So, uh, to answer your question, is I make my own pies by buying the crust and uh, getting the crust sent to me from people I know. But they are delicious. Okay. They're professional bakers. Beth, my answer I to see. that question that is seems fair. my answer is butter. I always go butter because yeah. butter no, is just butter delicious. Is, butter is the right answer. Butter is. See, I would have went butter anyway. Last wedding instead of cake, so I go all the way with pie. You really? Oh, now that is something. Br- I did not expect that. You had that pie instead of wow. cake. That is in, that is intense. What kind of pie? It was there were strawberry rhubarb and apple Ooh. caramel, salted oh. apple caramel. I think blueberry pie oh. might be my favorite pie, but apple pie is is very cool. I love blueberry. Blueberry cobbler. Peach or blueberry pie is cr- actually crisp. my favorite pie. Mike, are Any you still cobbler there? Or crisp? No, my God. Yeah, I just, I just don't. I just don't give a shit. Um, I'm just trying <laughs> to listen. Um, I don't understand how you can I'm, be indifferent about pie. Pie is like the heedle of food. It's young and amazing. It? Just give then, wow, that's and why you get out of here, guys. Let me know you, what your best item at Thanksgiving is. That's not pie. That, okay, best item at Thanksgiving is not pie. Stuffing, 100%. I have an answer if you want me to go first. I, okay, stuffing go is next. the close second. <laughs> it's stuffing. Mashed potatoes, I'm Irish. Ooh, mashed potatoes is yeah. a good answer, too. That's the number one answer, everybody. Mashed potatoes. Make as much as possible. You'll never run out. That's the, that's the way to go. Because if you, if you run out of mashed potatoes, you have an angry household and everyone hates you. It's very easy. Fair. Beth? Uh, mine is my sausage, cranberry, and cornbread stuffing. Yep, it's got to be oh. stuffing. It has to be stuffing. Sausage All right, and this cranberry. Is a question but also this is a question that came up at work. If you're eating cranberry sauce, homemade mm-hmm. or out of the goddamn can? Homemade. It's so See, easy. I, kinda, I, I gotta so go can. I gotta go can. I actually like the can. I'm a big can guy. Yeah. You open it well, up. You just both at least. You I know slop it like out can, so that it's but... literally in the shape of the can. Why I mean, is that can, a good thing? A, I don't care what shape my food it, is it's, in. It's just the can. Well, but then that's that's what makes the can even more uh, pleasing. It's just it's the can. I don't know. It's become a customer. Yeah, that's great. And my turkey is in the shape of a turkey, but I, that's not why I eat it. But all turkeys are in the shape of a turkey. You couldn't that's make I, your uh, that's what you think. homemade cranberry sauce as in the shape of a can. But it's beautiful because it gets different colors of red and it has little flecks of orange zest in it, and uh, and it's 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 so good. It's so good. It's so you good. sound like it's you're making really thing. good. I really think it's a different thing. I make. You think her cranberry games on a different level. That's the yeah. That's we will the thing. we will have a, a blue yeah. shirt Thanksgiving someday. But I'm listen, getting guys, it out of the damn of can. I have to go make pie crust. I'm not even joking. Oh, see that? So okay. I'm going to make leave pie crust. I have to get out of here too, but it was a pleasure in coming on yes, your podcast. Thank you, Hopefully thank one you day I can come back on, on. Uh, and talking Rangers for real instead of uh, Thanksgiving. And I, I'll call in through a computer, so I'm not so much on a delay and cutting you guys off every four seconds. No, that's fine. We all we cut each other off as well. And tell tell Greg yeah, I okay. hate him with a fiery passion. I think that's. I'll let him know. Uh, we'll we'll be going to the game this weekend, so I'll, I'll hug him for you and say uh, Joe hates you. Yeah, so. good. Let him know. Let him know. All right, uh, guys. Beth, thanks for having me on. Uh, Goodbye. Thank you. Good night. Um, Beth, Happy enjoy Thanksgiving. Your, uh, 
enjoy your pie. Are you having people at your house? Uh, no, we're going to my brother's this year. Oh, that's right. I knew that, and I still didn't. Harrison. I still did not remember that. Okay, so pie at the... Uh... Excuse me. Yeah, there we go. Um, Mike, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Beth, you could leave if you want. You don't have to. We're just we're we're <laughs> more or less. <laughs> well, I point. mean, how yeah. long are you guys going to ramble? Are we going back to like the camel and ostrich thing, or what's happening here? Are these are good nights? Because if maybe, these are good nights, we can wrap it up. We could absolutely. Wrap. I was preparing to wrap it up. Okay, I'll before we wrapping it up. Well, before we wrap everything up, I just want to tell all of our listeners. Uh, Go to therumpus.net and read Beth's amazing essay. Aww. Um, you'll thank yourself for it. It's, it's tragic. It'll break your heart, but it's beautiful, and it needs to be read by people. So please give that a read. All right, oh, then Mike. I'm going to give Love you Mike. I'm, I'm gonna give you one other then, if we're going to play hardball like that, Michael Murphy. I want you to go to the Sporting News and I want you to read Mike Murphy's story. On but Harrison I am Mike Brown. Murphy. Damn. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Yeah, but you yes, didn't you see that coming, did you? But I am Mike Murphy, so why would I read a Mike Murphy? <laughs> well, you, I wasn't telling you to do it. Everyone you else it. should oh. about inclusion in sports. Yes. So it's, okay. it's on sportingnews.com. I don't know if it's still on the main page, but if it's not, you can find you know it on what? his Twitter. Or I'm going to do you one better, Joe. Twitter. Everyone go to Joe at Joe because he's going to have a baby. He's going to have a baby. That's, it's, she's a coming. She's coming. Um, you have a baby imminent. Named, huh? You have a baby name picked out for baby, right? Yes, Kaylin Marie. Aww. How do you spell that? K-A-Y-L-I-N. Oh, oh, that's, that's pretty. pretty. Wait, are you going to call her both, or is it... No, it's just, just Kaylin. Just Kaylin. Okay. And right now, oh, she's being referred to as KK, so that's how that's going to go down. Um, so, two things. First, go to iTunes and rate us, please. It helps people find us. Um, only rate us if you're going to give us five stars. If you're not, then you're a son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, if you're not, don't, don't rate bother. Us. Um, yeah. Don't even look at it. I don't want to hear even, from you. Yeah, turn it off right now. You're uh, <laughs> don't even. I don't even want to hear it. Um, and then Patreon.com/slash Blue Shirt Banter. We've had a an actual like a huge influx of people who have been supporting us, um, which I really really appreciate. We we kind of had a a discussion on the last show that we're trying to keep everything free. We have instituted a five dollar um, patron level for us doing some fun behind the scenes stuff. That's obviously been a little slow. We didn't do the podcast last week and uh, we probably or could podcast next week, but you know, these have been a little shuffled. So I apologize, but uh, patreon.com slash blue shirt banter and John J. Porter, Anthony Viola, John Reppy, John Alo, Alex Gardner, Alexander Ricard, Robert Courtney, guy from Montana, um, Daniel DeJan, <laughs> Eric Cohn, Matt Bader, George Littman, David L. Singer, Darwin Bushman, Grumpy Smokey, that's Scott that's Potash, Dan Lynch, Mike Offit, Chris Baker, if I'm mispronouncing any of these, just yell Dan at me. Lynch. Bob Kawa, Andrew Grigo, uh, Stink Fleeman, Arch Williams, Igor Zetlowski, Zachary Zetlin, Dan Carosi, Alexander Thornton, Thomas Osa, Trevor Kepner, and Michael Silvers. Um, that list has gotten a lot longer, so we definitely... Michael uh, Silvers Yay, has sold everybody. in my heart. 
That's what yes. I said. Mike gave funny nicknames to all of you on the Blue Shirt Panther like reminder post, and then I added some for the new people as well. Um, but yeah, there's definitely those nicknames aren't as good. You know, see, this is the you are the you, I don't even know what to say to you right now. It is Thanksgiving, Michael. Thanksgiving. But um, why did you throw pies? The pies are so good. I don't. I, how could you be indifferent to pie? I don't understand. They don't throw a real pie if they have any sense. They throw like shaving cream pies. And yeah, Joseph might sense. have to eat shaving cream. So I might have to eat shaving cream, not a whole pie, but you oh, know what? If, a, if, that's what we should if do. a thousand a people sign up, thing. I will eat a pie of shaving cream. Joe, you're going to go blind or something. Well, a thousand people aren't going to sign up, so. Yeah, it's, it's much more dangerous than licking Brady Shea. Yeah, she's going to be licking Shea, whatever. It happens. Yeah, Beth was making Brady Shea jokes before SNL, folks. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I sure was. I got there first. She did. Okay, now we're getting into a strange territory. Um, (laughs) It's Thanksgiving, (laughs) Joe. It is Thanksgiving. You're right. So go go enjoy your turkey. I'm thankful for Brady Shea, among other things. Your pie. And and Pavel Butchnevich, which ranger are you most thankful for right now? Oh, Beth, look at you. That's a great question. I'm going to say... Kevin Zabinajad Kirk. Benich. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's tough. We, we, my top I just in wrote order. the big piece about Shattenkirk, but uh, I'll say right now it's Mika Zabinajad because without Zabinajad, I think everything would be a burning wreck. That's true. It would. I agree. But I'm still voting for Pavel Buchnevich. God bless uh, it is For me, it is Shattenkirk, Zabinajad, and Buchnevich are my three. Yeah. All right. On um, that note, gentlemen. Yes. Everyone. Goodbye, Beth. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody. The Rangers play in the next 50 time minutes. Talk, and... There'll be a Kalen. No, we may talk before that because I think if oh uh, my maybe, God. We'll, maybe we'll try to do the show Monday or something. Um, so I'll long as everything goes well. Right by... right. We'll to, figure uh, that out elsewhere. Good night. Happy yeah, Turkey. Beth happy doesn't, night. Beth doesn't have time Bye. for us. She's happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, yes, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you, Greg, for jumping on and screaming at us. Um, Be Mike, safe. You have a wonderful Thanksgiving, you son of a bitch. Too, buddy. Uh, and yeah, we will uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Uh-huh.